Chuck Sarong's The Rules of Backyard Cricket was a bit of an unusual inclusion in our roster for 2020, arriving on our radar after Robert Gott described it as one of the greatest crime novels of the past decade. Turns out, we agree. The Rules of Backyard Cricket comes in third on our rankings after tearing our hearts to pieces as much as we tore it to pieces. The Rules of Backyard Cricket is a story about brothers, cricket, and crime. Opening with our protagonist and perspective, Darren Keefe tied up and gagged in the back of a car, with a bullet wound to keep him company. Our story follows Darren's reminiscences as he reflects on his career from his childhood playing cricket all the way through his life playing club and national representative cricket. As his loose cannon inability to make sensible choices continues to get him into trouble, we start to unravel how Darren ended up in that car and why it might have been inevitable. Darren and his brother Wally were raised by a single mother in suburban Melbourne. With the brothers mostly left to keep each other company as their mother works at a bar to make ends meet, cricket is their world. Backyard matches through which we uncover the brothers' dynamics as a pair are a beautiful narrative device to unpack their characters, constantly putting the small moral and strategic choices of the sport at the center of their interactions. If you know cricket, you'll love the attention to detail that Sarong has put into these scenes, but they're used simply enough that you'll be able to understand the situations effortlessly, without sacrificing the depth. As the brothers age and their mother continues to be the center of their world, I was stunned by the dynamic in the voice of the characters. Their language and observations as they age are remarkably convincing, such that you could turn to any page in this book and tell immediately when in Darren's life that section is set, thanks to the brilliance with which Jock Sarong elucidates their characters. Even once we reach the brothers' adulthood and their voice stops changing as abruptly, their mother's age then begins to show as a poignant lead into the dramatic peaks of the story. The story is at its heart about the family, and the three of them are incredibly complicated individuals that are all the stronger for Darren's lens into the story. Darren is told all through his life that he's the loose cannon and he will always be struggling to live up to Wally. We know right from the beginning of the story that Wally isn't immune to Darren's unpredictable antics, so it makes Darren's regrets that he wasn't able to improve himself in the same way hit so much harder. With his personal devil, their childhood friend Crago, drawing Darren deeper into his flaws, it is heartbreaking to see Darren comparing himself to his brother as the gap between them grows wider and wider. With a cast this small, it's difficult to say anything beyond these notes on the premise of the story without spoiling its inherently simple mystery. Instead, I think the best way to demonstrate the intricacies with which Joxerong drags the suspense through this novel is with the short moments at the beginning of each chapter where we return to Darren in the back of the car in the present day. These tiny moments detail Darren's attempts to escape from the car, and the progress is agonizingly slow. Despite that, every time you return to these scenes, there is an intensely palpable tension since they are so unpredictable. Each time, Darren makes progress, but you still have no idea what he's actually able to do about it. The relationship between the flashbacks that have already happened and the moments in the car which are ongoing mean that there are parallel stories going on that have an influence on each other. The pacing of the chapters works so much better because each flashback is punctuated by the present tense, giving you a reset moment to pause and reflect on the significance of the flashback, instead turning to tense, slow burn moments before dropping you back into the action. And, as for that simple mystery, this isn't really a murder mystery at all, even though Death of the Reader is your murder mystery world tour. We included it because it was influential on mystery novels we've been reading, and also because it leans on so many of the genre's best devices in exciting new ways. With the novel's question seemingly being, can we solve the impending murder of Darren Keefe and can he escape, it's an exciting novel to use to question how crime fiction's evolutions towards thriller-focused stories relate to the puzzle-focused narratives we love. 
Some reviews we've read were disappointed in how predictable the ending was, but I think that severely undersells how good the ending is. If you approach this novel as a mystery, you will still have a fun time trying to outpace Darren's dawdling attempt to figure out what's going on, but it won't keep up with the complex misdirections you might be used to. Despite that, we think this is one of the strongest books we've ever read. Herds and I were reeling for weeks after we finished it, actually frustrated until we realized our emotional response was exactly what Joxerong set out to do. It's perfect, and I'm so glad we had the opportunity to feature it on the show. The reason this novel only reached third for our 2020 recommendations is because it is a sparse mystery on a show about mystery novels. This book is unfettered artistry, with an unrivaled command for language, and you should not miss it. Along with his new book, The Burning Island, Joxerong has been one of my favorite parts of this past year, and so I am honored to have him third on our list for review season. You can get Jock's books through Text Publishing, which we'd also like to thank for their financial support of 2SER. You're listening to Death of the Reader.